green pastures. I know you're picturing lush fields of belly deep alfalfa as far as the eye can see. Well, get that picture out of your mind. Instead, see clumps of green along the arid landscape of the Negev Desert in Israel. That's more the biblical reality. And that's what our heart is for our weekly Green Pastures devotions published by Vineyard Boise. Our hope is that each day you'll find a wee clump of green along the all-too-often arid landscape of life, just enough to sustain you, to keep you moving forward. Each daily devotion consists of four strands, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. May the Lord lead us together into the green pastures we need today to continue growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Green Pastures from Monday, November 28th. Nudged towards a welcome awakening. Today's scripture reading is found in Matthew chapter 13, verses 11 through 17 from the Message Translation, which reads, You've been given insight into God's kingdom. You know how it works. Not everybody has this gift, this insight. It hasn't been given to them. Whenever someone has a ready heart for this, the insights and understandings flow freely. But if there's no readiness, any trace of receptivity soon disappears. That's why I tell stories, to create readiness, to nudge the people toward a welcome awakening. In their present state, they can stare till doomsday and not see it, Listen until they're blue in the face and not get it. I don't want Isaiah's forecast repeated all over again. Your ears are open, but you don't hear a thing. Your eyes are awake, but you don't see a thing. The people are stupid. They stick their fingers in their ears so they won't have to listen. They screw their eyes shut so they won't have to look. So they won't have to deal with me face to face. And let me heal them. But you have God-blessed eyes, eyes that see, and God-blessed ears, ears that hear. A lot of people, prophets and humble believers among them, would have given anything to see what you are seeing, to hear what you are hearing, but never had the chance. This is God's Word. Here's the thing about Henene, a.k.a. Here Am I Moments. You can't have them if you don't see or hear them. If you don't hear your name, you can't very well say, yes, how can I help you? You can't stop to take in scenic views when you're blowing right by them in the fast lane. Okay, this is where we started last week, and lo and behold, here we find ourselves again. The great ongoing challenge of missing it. Of missing these Hineni, here am I moments, not so much because of our rush, but because of our fixed and nearly trans-like gaze in other direction. This is why Jesus said he relied so heavily on the stories that we know as parables. To read it in some translations, his rationale for storytelling can sound like a judgment, as if he were slamming a door shut that they were already in the process of closing. The story is intended to serve more as obfuscation than illumination, as if to say, fine, you're not getting it, are you? Well, let me tell you these stories so you really won't get it. That'll show you. Peterson's rendering at least infuses a bit more hope. Stories as nudges towards a welcome awakening, like motioning to a child with her hands tightly pressed against her ears to make her curious enough to release the pressure and give a fresh listen, or gently tapping him on the shoulder when his eyes are shut tight in the hopes that he'll be curious enough to at least try taking a peek 
even if through just one squinting eye. Stories to create readiness, to prompt renewed attention, because he really doesn't want the ancient prophet's forecast to be repeated all over again. That's why these stories of sowers sowing, of seeds growing, of yeast spreading, and of nets casting were being told. And it's also why we're taking the time these weeks to dwell upon these stories of Abraham and Moses and, this week, Samuel, to hopefully nudge us into a welcome awakening as we're likely numbed by the proverbial hustle and bustle of the holiday season and whatever other preoccupations may be functioning as noise-canceling headphones to divine frequencies, which are so often inconvenient, intrusive, and downright disruptive to our established patterns that we're quite comfortable with, thank you very much. May our excursion into the story of Samuel serve as motioning before our closed ears and a gentle nudge to open our shuttered eyes. Or, if need be, may they serve as a needed sharp poke, because Lord knows a sharp poke, or two or three, just as Saul of Tarsus, who turned kicking at the goads into an art, yes, a sharp poke is often just what it takes. So as you pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder this. Just how hard is it for someone, or someone with a capital S, to get your attention when you're really not interested in seeing or hearing at the moment? What does it take to nudge you towards a welcome awakening? Now, today's prayer, and I'll probably repeat this a few times this week, is actually drawn from the words of a classic hymn composed by Clara Harriet Fisk Jones Scott, circa 1890. Because how could we not pay attention to a prayer written by Clara Harriet Fisk Jones Scott? Open my eyes that I may see glimpses of truth thou hast for me. Place in my hands the wonderful key that shall unclasp and set me free. Silently now I wait for thee, ready, my God, thy will to see. Open my eyes, illumine me, Spirit divine. Open my ears that I may hear voices of truth thou sendest clear, and while the wave notes fall on my ear, everything false will disappear. Silently now I wait for thee, ready, my God, thy will to see. Open my ears, illumine me, Savior divine. Hineni, I'm ready, my Lord. <laughs>